Welcome back to the 1993 Fantasy Booking Series. Now we're in August. Yeah. Last week I said we were in August. Now we actually are in August. We're still live, pal. We're still live. And it's... SummerSlam. We're not at the Palace of Auburn Hills. No. We're going old school. We're going to the Kobo. Really? We're going Kobo. Okay. We're going old What's school. What's the seating capacity, old Kobo, anyway? It don't matter. They're on the roof for a monster truck. There you go. Uh, I'll say, I've been into Kobo not that long ago. It's actually I, nice I'll say, I want to say, like, probably 12,000. Better get 10,000, 11,000 there. All right. You know, it's 93. Not, <laughs> we're not having a papered audience. We're getting all the money. There you go. Um, much cheaper than the palace, so you're saving money there. <laughs> exactly. Bro, see, dude, I heard you're going to Kobo, dude. I, I think we should go to Silverdome, man. <laughs> if I'm main eventing, dude, we need to be in the Silverdome, dude, in front of 93,000 people, man. Uh, I think there's a Lions preseason game against the uh, Houston Oilers. Brother, dude, I'm bigger draw than the fucking Lions are, dude. Barry, Sa- Barry who? Yeah, see, you, dude, you say B- Barry Sanders, man, but I'm a WWE Hall of Famer. Is he a WWE Hall of Famer, dude? Yeah, who is he? Who do you think he is? Lawrence Taylor? Exactly, brother. See, uh, you've got uh, SummerSlam going on at Kobo. Uh, I've got a Clash of the Champions building towards Fall Brawl in September. <laughs> going on at the Silverdome? <laughs> yeah, going on at the Silverdome. Uh, so my question to you, actually, before we get this started, I teased uh, our main event of Fall Brawl War Games. On one side, we have the Four Horsemen. On the other side, we have Ric Flair's team who has taken on their first uh, person in Dustin Rhodes. But I want to see if you can guess right now who the two mm-hmm. uh, wrestlers that will be joining them are. What's what's Ric Flair's team for Fall Brawl? I'm going to take a stab in the dark of Steamboat and Terry Funk. Steamboat and Terry Funk. Interesting. We'll see how that goes as uh, we go forward here. Um, any particular reasoning behind that? Just with, with the callback because it wasn't it Dustin and Dusty. Yes. Where we left off last time, so I'm thinking it's callbacks to the feuds. Okay. So, so people who have a previous association yes, with Flair. Okay. That's that's where my theory is. All right. Well, we will see where that goes as we uh, kick off WCW Saturday night, August 6, 1993. Show begins with last week's recap. Uh, the challenge by the Horseman to Ric Flair and his acceptance of the first partner of Dustin Rhodes. Eric Bischoff comes out to the ring to announce the main event for the next Clash of the Champions will be Ric Flair and Dustin Rhodes versus Rick Rude and Arn Anderson. Ooh. The winning team will get the advantage of entering War Games first. Uh, no coin flip this time. He also announces that the television champion, uh, Stephen Regal, will defend against Davy Boy Smith in a 30-minute time limit at Ooh. the Clash of the Champions. Because he's had two uh, close calls here where he's avoided with the, the time limit. And then we go to the ring where we have Booker T, Stevie Ray, with Sherry Martell and Ron Simmons at ringside versus Rage and Fury. <laughs> Bring them back. Yeah. Old Rage and Fury uh, don't last too awful long. Uh, they hit, They get hit with, uh, what do they call it? Is the Heat Seeker the one where they do like the Doomsday Device uh, missile yeah, drop kit? Yeah, it's Heat Seeker or Heat Bomb. The Heat Bomb is the one where they do the Power Bomb. Yeah. Into the it lake. might be a Heat Seeker, yeah. Okay. Whichever one. That one. <laughs> and they wipe them out. Uh, then Larry and Tony hype up the six-man tag with Fuller, Golden, and Slater against Simmons and Houston Heat at Clash of the Champions. Uh, we now get two Cold Scorpio versus Barry Windham. Ooh. Uh, this is going to go 8-10. This is going to be a, a, a solid match. Uh, two Cold uses the speed. Hits the 450. One, two, three. Ray Trailer comes out. We get a two-on-one beatdown. Uh, and they just they lay out uh, old Scorpio, and then backstage interview, Dustin Rhodes with Ric Flair. Dustin comments on what they just saw on TV, saying trailers up to his usual tricks. Uh, Flair, you need to get focused. We're not worried about them. We're worried about the Horsemen. Dustin says, oh, "Okay, okay. Uh, who, who, who else? Who else is going to join us at War Games?" Flair says, "Don't worry. I've got a list in mind." But we need to go to the Clash, stay focused on that, and decide exactly who we're going to get after the match at the Clash of the Champions. And our main event. Brian Pillman, Steve Austin, with Jim Cornette, versus 
Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Johnny B. Bad. Ooh, that sounds like a decent tag team. With the tag team titles on the line. Ooh, that sounds like a decent match. Yeah, um, we get uh, Pillman and Austin carrying a lot of the match, getting their heat. Uh, Bagwell starts to uh, make a comeback, tags in Johnny B. Bad. Uh, Bad comes in, and he's just just taking it to uh, Austin and Pillman. Uh, eventually, Cornette gets up on the apron with the tennis racket. He swings at Johnny B. Bad, who pulls Pillman in the way instead. Pillman gets cracked by the tennis racket. Uh, Johnny B. Bad rolls him up. One, two, broken up by Austin. Uh, Austin uh, pulls Pillman over to his corner. Tag. Austin gets in. Bad tags in Bagwell. Stun gun. One, two, three. Pillman and Austin. Oh, right off tag. the tag, just gets Yeah, him. just... He runs in like a house of fire and, and just, just bam, nope. catches him. Uh, after the match, Rick Rude, Medusa, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard come out to join in the ring. We got everybody in the ring at the same time. Rude goes first. This is the Clash of the Champion. The Horsemen are going to win the advantage for War Games, even though they don't need it. In fact, maybe they should just throw the match at cl- uh, the Clash just to give Flair a chance at War Games. <laughs> Uh, him and old Dusty's boy. The heels laugh. Arn grabs the mic and says, Well, that's assuming Ric Flair's even going to make it to Fall Brawl. <laughs> uh, and there is no guarantee of that. Pillman gets the mic and says, You know what? Speaking of war games, we've all been talking. And someone around here isn't carrying their weight. Austin and Pillman stare at Jim Cornette, who starts backing off. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. I'll never do it again. I'll get rid of the tennis racket, I promise. And they just beat the fuck out of him. They just start beating on Cornette, beating on Cornette. Austin throws him out and says, you're out! And he's in, pointing to Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard's going to be the new manager for the Hollywood Blondes. And says, this guy... Knows a lot more about what it takes to be a tag champion than any old fat manager. And that is the end of Jim Cornette in World Championship Wrestling. Motherfuckers. Well, hey. Vince came calling. (laughs) (laughs) They got more Dairy Queens up there. Exactly. WCW Saturday night, August 13th, 93. We're less than a week away from the Clash of the Champions. We kick it off with the tag team of Ricky Steamboat and Sting. Versus Scotty Flamingo and DDP. I'm going to give Flamingo and DDP a little bit of ring time here, but we know who's winning. Yeah. Steamboat and Sting go over with the Stinger Splash. Uh, backstage, promo with Cactus Jack saying this is his time to show the whole world what Vicious really looks like when he beats Sid to become the number one contender at uh, Clash of the Champions. Then Sid in the ring with an already... Already entered Tom Zink. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Sorry, bud. Uh, Zink gets in a little bit longer than most of Sid's matches. This goes a whole three minutes. Oh, wow. It's an Iron Man match for Sid. (laughs) That's the longest match she's had in a while. He was Uh, working the count. Yep. Uh, And Sid gets the power bomb. One, two, three. Sid looks into the camera and just says, Cactus, the Clash, you're all mine. It's about how far I can trust him to... Got a promo before uh, he botches it. And this is taped. <laughs> yeah. We're live. No, we're not, we're not actually. Uh, Tony Leary on commentary announced that Brian Pillman will be facing the one and only Japanese superstar, Kensuke Sasaki at Clash of the Champions. Um, and this brings us to Robert Fuller, Jimmy Golden, Dick Slater versus the team of Brad Armstrong, Keith Cole, and Kent Cole. Ooh. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> not, this is not two, of, two of those things are not like the other. Um, Brad Armstrong starts out, and he actually keeps the match competitive for a while. Uh, and he goes for a good five, six minutes just by himself. He makes the mistake of tagging in one of the Cole twins, and they get beaten in about a minute. <laughs> uh, so Fuller, Golden, Slater go over after the match, Booker T, Stevie Ray, Ron Simmons, and Sherry come down, and we have a good old-fashioned stare down. And that's when the announcers are about to wrap up, say the credits, when they say, wait, 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 we have words, something's happening, something's happening. Backstage, Barry Windham and Ray Trailer have attacked Two Cold Scorpio. 
He's busted open, and they continue to beat him down until Ricky Steamboat and Sting come in uh, and run him out of the lo- run them out of the locker room. Hmm. And that is what takes us into Clash of the Champions. So, we'll say ma- main event Keith Cole doesn't really work dude, for a go home <laughs> show there. No, that's why. That's why we had a segment after. Um, at the Clash of the Champions, we have Tony and Jesse. Uh, Tony speculates about who will be the new contender for Big Van Vader. While Jesse says, I'm interested to know which team's going to get the tactical advantage for the war games, Tony. And then uh, Tony says, we have a surprise match announced. After last week's Saturday night went off the air, it is official. Ricky Steamboat and Sting will face Barry Windham and Ray Trailer. Ooh, that sounds like a fun one. And that is our opening contest. Ooh. Uh, Too Cold is watching from his hospital bed, according to Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> I heard old Too Cold was knocked out too cold, and that's why he's got to watch from the hospital bed. Not a local medical facility, Tony. <laughs> um, the heels take over early, Steamboat selling. Uh, Sting rallies, makes comeback, gets Wyndham into the corner, Stinger splash. Sting goes over with Steamboat. Uh, trailer not too happy with uh, Wyndham. But we cut to our title match first one of the night Steven Regal with Sir William versus Davy Boy Smith 30 minute time limit in Bulldog he don't even want to go 10 he starts out hot he's bumping Regal bumping Regal bumping Regal he's throwing him everywhere he snatches him for the running power slam but as he picks him up bam Regal's foot knocks out the ref hits him covers nothing Sir William slides in the ring, hits him with the cane. Regal covers him. Ref gets up. One, two, three. Uh, Regal retains. Bulldog screwed again. Yes. Uh, this is the uh, Daytona screw job or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know where we're at. Not Dayton, but Daytona. <clears throat> They're right on the finish line of the Daytona International Speedway. Exactly. They're, they're in the infield. <laughs> yeah. They're on the lake that's in there. Yes. Uh Vader, Harley Race, backstage. They're cutting a promo about how it does not matter who wins between Cactus Jack and Sid Vicious because at Fall Brawl, it's going to be Vader time, according to Harley Race. We now have Kensuke Sasaki versus Brian Pillman, who has Austin and Tully at ringside. So, uh, Tony says this looks like a three-on-one match. And Jesse's, what are you talking about? It's one-on-one. Austin and Tully would never get involved. I don't know what you're talking about, Tony. Uh, the match starts out with Kensuke getting a, uh, all the shine. He's throwing Pillman everywhere. Pillman rolls out, r- tries to regroup with Austin and Tully, rolls back in, and caught, snatched right away. Ooh. Kensuke's throwing him all over the ring. Uh, Pillman, Irish whips Kensuke into the ropes. Austin jumps up and just smacks him with the title belt right in front of the ref. This is actually technically the first loss by a horseman all year. By DQ, Kensuke Sasaki goes over. Um, but no horseman. That's, that's, a, that's a big note right there. Uh, but no horseman has lost a match by pinfall or submission yet. Uh, Austin gets uh, a microphone, slides into the ring. Uh, Pillman and Tully are putting the boots on him. Uh, they're standing over Sasaki. And Austin says, Who the hell do you think you are disrespecting the world tag team champions like that? Don't you understand your place in the pecking order, boy? And Kensuke kind of does a rollback, gets to his feet, and you know, puts the dukes up. And Austin and Pillman are laughing. Pillman grabs the microphone. Oh, yeah? You want to take us on? You and what army? And Kensuke looks at him and just points over their shoulders at the entrance ramp. As a theme song starts to hit, and here we're going with some licensing. <laughs> we're getting some Ozzy Osbourne. Is it? Uh, is it a black type Sabbath? Uh, no, no, no. It's not what you're thinking. Oh, it's the song Hellraiser <laughs> by Ozzy Osbourne. As at the top of the ramp in black and silver spiked shoulder pads is Road Warrior Hawk. Oh yeah. And Pillman has the microphone still in his hand. And it catches Tully shouting, run. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And then Pillman drops the mic. Pillman, Austin, Tully run out, go through the crowd into the emergency exit, and get the hell out of there. Run. Hawk 
Hawk makes his entrance. He grabs the microphone. Well, it's been a long time. And it looks like I've got some work to do. Isn't that right, Kensuke? Or should I say, Power Warrior? Because we're here to raise some hell and kick some ass. And he throws the microphone down as we go into a commercial <laughs> and the song hits on again because we're going to milk that for all it's worth. <laughs> Since Ted Turner's shelling out the money, we're going to yeah. do it. Um, no, ref- I, I thought you were going Iron Man. Yes. I uh, thought you were going Iron Man. Which, which was uh, the Road Warriors, Warriors entrance yeah. in JCP. Um, Hellraiser was actually the Hellraiser's entrance theme in yeah, New Japan. In New Japan, yeah. Um, I debated whether I'd want to go with Motorhead's version, but Ozzy is what they used, so I'm sticking with it. Ozzy would be more known in 93 anyways. Yes. Because uh, so, actually, a lot of people don't realize this, but that song was actually written by both Ozzy and Lemmy, and there was an Ozzy version and a Motorhead version um, that was not a remake. That was just... Lemmy also wrote it. We'll see. We'll hear the Motorhead version if you bring in Terrorizing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we come back from commercial... Uh, Tony, I can't believe, I can't believe Road Warrior Hawk is back. What does this mean for the WCW Tag Team Division? And Jesse says, I don't know, but I do know one thing. Those two are at the back of the line when it comes to a tag team title match because they haven't done anything here in WCW, Tony. (laughs) Jesse the Body Venture, you might have a point. (laughs) Uh, Match four is our six-man tag. Booker, Stevie Ray, and Ron Simmons with Sherry. Versus Robert Fuller, Jimmy Golden, Dick Slater. And this is going to be a back and forth match. It's uh, I'm going to give them you know, a good 10 minutes or so. Um, eventually Stevie catches Jimmy Golden, gets him up for the power bomb. Booker comes off the top. Heat bomb. One, two, three. As soon as the three hits, Fuller and Slater are in the ring and we're brawling. Um, Pier 6 brawl. Everybody's fighting in the ring. When? Out from backstage, we get a leather-clad Missy Hyatt pointing towards the ring. It's Jerry Sags and Brian Nobbs come out. <laughs> uh, Sags has a steel chair. Nobbs has a baseball bat. They come in and just start laying everybody out with their weapons. And the Nasty Boys stand tall in the ring with uh, everyone else either at ringside or laid out in the ring. A couple new teams to the tag team division yeah. there. And the Astros are fresh face in WCW yes, as well. Yes, they are. And Missy Hyatt grabs the microphone and says, That's right. Take a look at the next dominant tag team in WCW. Quietly released from the WWF around King of the Ring time. Yep. Uh, didn't renew their contract. Maybe we're bringing them in to try and uh, recruit one of their friends. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, they don't have any friends. Match number five. Number one contenders match. Cactus Jack versus Sid Vicious. Number one contender, winner gets Big Van Vader at Fall Brawl. And this match is going to be short, but yeah. it's going to be brutal. Uh, I mean, as Booker, I'm telling him, lay it in. Lay it in, make it, make it, make it, make it hurt. And, I mean, Sid's going to do it whether you tell him to or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not with his punches. Yeah. Maybe his forearms. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Sid hits a big boot, gets Cactus up for the power bomb. but as he has him up in that upright position, Cactus starts punching him in the face, punching him in the face. Uh, Sid falls down to his back, Cactus on top. One, two, kick out. Sid comes up, Cactus grabs both arms, double arm DDT, one, two, three. Cactus Jack wins, and he will be Sid's challenger at Fall Brawl. And now it is time for the match to determine the advantage for War Games. Dustin Rhodes, Ric Flair, versus Arn Anderson and Rick Rude with Medusa and Tully Blanchard. Of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm surprised Tully's still not running. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hawk got hey, winded. He came, he came back. Uh, you know, Hawk winded. Once, once there's, you know, six, seven of them, they're a little more safe than yeah. three on two. Seven out of two, they feel they feel safe. I mean, it's still it's still <laughs> Road Warrior. It's still Hog. I mean, it's still Hog, not Hog. Um, so Flair starts off, uh, and he 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 starts off with Rude, points at Arn, says, "No, I want him." So Rude tags Arn in, and Flair just unloads, goes out just crazy, punching Arn, chopping Arn, punching Arn, chopping Arn. 
Uh, Arn backs off, tags in Rude. Starts chopping the shit out of him, too. Uh, Rick looks out at Tully. Woo! And goes back to work. Uh, he tags in Dustin. Uh, Dustin gets caught in the wrong side of the ring. And here's our heat. Uh, Arn and Rude just start working on Dustin's back. Working it, working it. Uh, Dustin gets caught in an abdominal stretch by Rude. Rude sticks that arm out. Arn grabs it while the ref's not looking. I love that spot. That's oh, yeah. a good old school spot. Um, and uh, he, he does it. The ref looks up. It's already gone. He goes back. Ref looks. It's already gone again. Third time, ref catches him. Uh, ref slaps the two arms, which actually allows Dustin to break out of the hold. Uh, and he dives towards the corner and gets flair. Comeback time. Everyone's getting a chop. Arn gets a chop. Rude gets a chop. Tully jumps up on the apron. He gets a chop. <laughs> he takes the bump. Flair cleaning house, cleaning house. Crowd's going nuts. Uh, Flair gets Arn in the ring. Spins for the figure four. Kicking the ass. Knocks him back into his corner. Dustin, so excited. Tags Flair. Comes in. Runs right into a spine buster. One, two, three... Arn and Rude go over. And Flair just sinks in his corner, head in disbelief. The rookie fell for it. Yep. He got too excited, just got caught. Uh, and that's you got, it. You got Bagwell. He did. Uh, yeah, I'll say. <laughs> that happened uh, last week. WCW Saturday night, August 20th, 1993. Show begins with Ric Flair coming out to the ring with Dustin Rhodes. Flair gets a microphone. Says, I have to give it to these so-called four horsemen. You have perfected the craft of misdirection and cheap shots. Just know, inside war games, none of that is going to matter. It's going to be four on four inside the walls of the steel cage. No tricks, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. At that, the horsemen with Medusa and Tully come out to the interview set. So... Dustin, Rick are in the ring. They're coming at that interview set that's kind of led off to the side. And uh, this is all four with the managers. And Rude gets the mic. You think we're scared of you? This is a predator toying with their prey before going in for the kill. Nothing more, nothing less. If you want to come out here and run your mouth, how about this, Rick? Tonight, Ric Flair versus Rick Rude. A main event... WCW Saturday night, right here in the middle of the ring. Flair says, what? What's the catch? What's the catch, Rick? He says, no catch. I'll do you one better. NWA World Heavyweight title on the line. Oh. You're not happy with that? Medusa, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Steve Austin, Brian Pillman, all banned from ringside. Flair. Well, why wait? Let's do it right now. Starts unbuttoning the tie, or unbuttoning the shirt, loosening up the tie, and Root says, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there, killer. I don't have my ring gear on. I only wrestle main events, unlike you. <laughs> All in due time. And Tony and Larry are blown away by this bombshell announcement. Uh, they also say we'll hear from Missy Hyatt, and we'll see the new tag team of Road Warrior Hawk and Power Warrior, the Hellraisers, Live in action tonight. <laughs> I feel bad for those guys. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not going to have a great night. But you know who is going to have a good night? Booker T, Stevie Ray, and Ron Simmons as they go up against the very alphabetically coordinated team of Barbarian, Bill Irwin, and Bobby Eaton. <laughs> I just might, I might have taken the three highest alphabetically uh, mid-card heels I had on my roster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give them a little time, especially Bobby. He can work. He can bump. He can sell. Um, Irwin's going to take the fall uh, with the Houston hangover. Booker T gets the win. Um, Another old, good veteran to put him over. Yep. Uh, you notice, I mean, I'm giving people who can work to Booker and Stevie at this point. Yeah. Irwin, Irwin's still a name, yeah. can go a little bit. And Bobby even, Eaton's great. And even Ron Simmons, like, is still relatively green. So, like, yeah. give them some guys who can go, and we'll see what But happens. he's credible being a former champion. Exactly. No, he's got the credibility. It's just... You know, still green. make sure these are good matches. Yeah. After the match, Fuller, Golden, and Slater come out. Say they only lost because they were distracted by the Nasty Boys. 
which if you remember the uh, timetable, the Nasties didn't come out till well after the match <laughs> yeah. over. But that's their excuse anyway. Um, with that, Sags, Knobs, and Missy come out. And Missy says, both teams did not deserve to win because the Nasty Boys are taking over WCW. And Eric Bischoff comes out. Why not everybody come out today? He says, at Fall Brawl, we're going to have a triangle tag team match. Houston Heat, Fuller and Golden, Nasty Boys. We're going to settle this once and for all in the ring. Hmm. That seems to make everybody happy. Interesting concept. Yeah. Match two, Road Warrior Hawk and the Power Warrior versus Joey Mags and the Italian Stallion. <laughs> Jumping Joey Mags wishes he had jumped into a different match tonight. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't my boy Chip Donovan. Um, i got plans for him. Yes. Uh, Hawk and Kensuke, they dominate. Uh <laughs> Eventually, Kensuke gets Joey Mags up on his shoulder. Hawk gets on the top rope. Doomsday device. Uh, Hellraisers win in convincing fashion. We now go to a backstage interview. Steve Austin, Brian Pillman, Tully Blanchard with Michael Hayes interviewing. Uh, P.S. asks if they really intend to stay out of the impromptu NWA World Title match tonight. Pillman says, Rude says we stay in the back. We're going to listen. He's the best in the world for a reason. Who are we to question him? Austin I'm more concerned with these so-called Hellraisers. I don't know if they really raise hell or not, but in my opinion, they need to stay away from us. They haven't done anything in WCW, so they need to stay at the back of the damn line. They gotta earn their way to a WCW tag title shot. Hayes, sounds a bit like you're scared of Roadwire Hawk and the Power Warrior. And Tully snatches the microphone. No further questions. The champs aren't scared of anybody. They just want to make sure their contenders are worthy of the opportunity. And they walk away. Which leads us, and there's about 20-ish minutes left in the mat, or in the show, as Rick Rude, Rick Flair, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. True to his word, Medusa comes out, takes the robe, and walks backstage. She does not stay at ringside. Uh, Flair comes out and just starts going off. He's teeing off. Uh, chop, chop, chop. Wraps him up into a hammer lock. Rude scrambles to the ropes. Uh, ref comes again. Come on, come on, come on. And out of that clean break, nope, elbow. Damn. Elbows, uh, Rude gets uh, control. And he starts working the back and the neck. You know, snapmares, club to the back. Sleeper, chin uh, lock, stuff like well, that. Well, and eventually he gets him in a chin lock. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he's working him. He's getting him down, getting him down. Fans, come on, Flair, come on, Flair. Flair starts rallying, rallying, rallying. He gets to his feet, runs him into the turnbuckle, turns around, chop, chop, chop. He's going crazy. And uh, he's just rallying, rallying, rallying. And... Uh, he uh, throws him down to the ground with a chop block. Spins him around. He's going for the figure four. And the video screen pops to life. And we hear Medusa shouting, Get him! Get him! And we cut to the locker room. Austin, Pillman, and Arn have a bloody Dustin Rhodes hmm. backstage. Arn opens up a locker... Sorry, Austin opens up a locker door. Pillman sticks his leg in there. Arn runs and kicks it shut. And Flair's sitting in the ring. They cut to him. He doesn't know what to do. Does he continue with the figure four? He drops the leg. He runs. He runs backstage. Count out victory. Rick Rude. Camera follows Flair as he's running. He gets there just as you can see. Way down the hallway. The emergency fire exit being opened. Bad guys going out. Exit stage right. He gets into the locker room. There's a bloody uh, Dustin on the floor. Referees all over the place. Greg Gagne's there. Mike Graham's there. Leaning over, trying to check on him. Flair gets there, and he goes to Dustin, and he, Dustin's out. And Mike Graham looks at him and says, Flair, his ankle's broken. Mm, and that's how the show ends. Ooh. I like I like keeping Flair strong with the count out, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, nobody could take a loss in that one. And it was all, it was all set up. Like they, they, it was always going to end that way. Oh and, yeah. And Rude knew it ahead of time, which gets us to our last episode uh, for the week or for the month. 
Show begins with Flair at the internet or internet. <laughs> wow. He's on the internet. AOL. Um, he's still dialing up to yeah. his day. <laughs> he's at the interview set and he's pissed. Ties already off. Jackets thrown on the ground, and he's cutting a promo about the four horsemen beating up Dustin Rhodes, and he's cut off because somebody who's even angrier than him comes in, grabs uh, Rick by the collar. It's Dusty Rhodes. Damn it, Slayer! You gotta know better than this. You should have been smarter than a fall for those tricks, Daddy. You invented the damn book on all these kind of tricks. Now, I gotta say, I hope you kick all their asses in war games. But you know, Flair, I'm mad at you, boy. I can't believe you'd leave my boy to his own destruction like that. And Flair almost kind of tries to calm him down. No, 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 I don't want to hit Rick Flair. I got to go back to Austin, Texas, and I got to help my boy rehab a broken ankle. Now, good luck, and I'll be watching. And Dusty's out. Mm. So we go to the ring. Already in the ring. Bob Cook, Chick Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, facing off against, not already in the ring, Ricky Steamboat and Sting. <laughs> Um, we're going to give Cook and Chick a little bit of offense, but... Yeah. Mostly, mostly Chick. Yeah, mostly Chick. But uh, Steamboat goes over with the flying uh, body press on Bob Cook. And after the match, uh, Steamboat and Sting go over, talk about their win. They're asked about their plans for the future. And Ric Flair comes back. Steamboat gives him a handshake. Sting takes one look at him. Says, Ricky, I'll see you later. And he walks off. And Flair, Ricky Steamboat, we go way back. All the way back to the U.S. title, 1977. I'd be honored to have you by my side at the war games. Steamboat says, you know, Flair, we've got one of the longest histories in this business. And the last time we faced off, you beat me fair and square in the ring. And I respect you, Flair, so I'll say yes. I will join your team. I got a history with Austin and Pillman, too. And I want to get back on them. So I'd love to get a shot at those two punks. Flair says, well, what about your friend Sting? Steamo goes, well, his experience with the old Flair is a little bit different than mine. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to win him over on your own if you want to change his mind. I can't help you there. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now we have a television title match. Ooh. Steven Regal with Sir William versus Tom Zink. Actually, that sounds pretty decent. Uh, this one does not go very long. It goes about a minute and a half before Davey Boy Smith runs down the <laughs> ring and starts beating the hell out of Regal. DQ winner, Steven Regal. Uh, and he lays him out, and that's that's that for, for, for that segment. Bulldog's still furious. Yes. We go to a pre-tape promo by the Horsemen. They're putting themselves over and laughing about their attack on Dustin Rhodes. Saying, good luck finding any partners now, Rick. Um, we now have our main event, and this is going to go a while. This is a pay-per-view quality match. Cactus Jack versus Paul Orndorff. Ooh, callback, callback. Yep, callback to their feud. Um, Cactus is in control. Vader and Harley Race walk out. Uh, gets Orndorff in control. He's distracting. Um, we get a ref bump. Vader comes into the ring, goes to clothesline Cactus, who ducks. He gets Orndorff instead. Cactus throws Vader out of the ring. It's a double arm DDT. One, two, three. Cactus goes over. Harley and Vader, not too happy about that. And then we go to a backstage segment in the babyface locker room. Flair goes to Sting, who's trying to pack up and leave. And Sting, see you convince Ricky Steamboat to join your team for war games, but I don't want to hear what you have to say, Flair. Flair, I need the best there is to take down these guys, and we both know that's you. Sting, why in the world would I trust the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair? Flair, you've betrayed me before. I have no reason to trust you. Ric Flair, well, that was a long time ago, and I've changed since then. You don't have to be my best friend. You just have to want to take these guys down a peg. Sting looks at him and says, I'll tell you this next week. Ric Flair versus Sting. You beat me fair and square in the middle of the ring. No cheating, no tricks, no games. I'll join your team at Fall Brawl. If I win, you leave me alone, 
and that's it. And that's where we go off the air. Ooh. So drama. Ooh. This, is, this is not TNT where they know drama. This is TBS. <laughs> they, they they're adjacent to drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are they, they are casual acquaintances. A, to dra- drama. a drama adjacent network. <laughs> <laughs> they're casual acquaintances. So that's where we leave off with fall, fall brawl looming in the distance. Fall brawl. Fall brawl. The brawl for all. <laughs> Pinata. Yeah, yeah. The brawl for all. All right, we're now moving. Cobo Arena, SummerSlam. We'll get SummerSlam. We'll get yeah, there. Well, we're on. Uh, we're not we're on the Lex- path. We're on the uh, Hulk and Brett Express. We're on the highway to hell. We're on the Hulk and Brett Express. There we go. Leading into SummerSlam, big time, and we're gonna start with Raw. With a Macho Man Randy Savage and a Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels face to face promo right in the ring. Sean doing his talking, being just, you know, Sean Michaels being a cocky prick. Oh, yeah. He's talking about how it's his time, and Macho, you got to get out of the way. No, it's, it's Terror Rising's time. <laughs> it's, no, it's my time. No, yeah. it's, what if it was my time? Right. My time. <laughs> my time! <laughs> my time! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever he says, when you, whatever. Yeah. And then, after Sean, you know, just, Sean just being, chewing his gum really loud, just being an obnoxious prick, all Macho does... Pops him with the right hand and walks away. Oh, just trying to trying to shut Sean up. Does the gum go flying? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We got a you know it looks like it's a tooth or whatever. Yep. <laughs> Poof. Have then, to. Then we get a the SummerSlam report going over all the matches where we do have Sean versus Macho. We have a tag team title match with the Shrinkers and Steiners. Bam Bam taking on Tatanka, Lex Luger and Crush, Yoko and Earthquake IC title match. Pretty good card. Yeah. Pretty good you've got, you've got your mix of your, your your high quality matches and your sports entertainment stuff. Hey, it's perfect for Kobo. Yep. For Bobo Arena. Yeah, hey, Bobo and Sheik. Hey, they're probably still doing color. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, there's there's probably still some stains in Kobo. <laughs> well, ask Maynard. Yeah. <laughs> and that might be Santino's. Who knows? Yeah. But we haven't got there yet. That's like 20 years in the future. Santino? He's on color. Or play-by-play. Anyway. The WWF commissioner. <laughs> we have uh, Lance Cassidy already in the ring. And out comes Bam Bam Bigelow for a little action. And, you know, decent match. Gets about five minutes, you know. Okay. Cassidy, you know. A hot... He's staying relevant. Yeah, he tries for the high cross body, but Bam turns into the power slam. Headbutt, one, two, yeah. three. He wasn't going to win that one. Sorry, bud. No, but... A decent raw match, you know, five six minutes. Much like his totally not brother Brad Armstrong on my show wasn't winning that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still got the same amount of ring time. Yeah. Speaking of ring time, brother, we got video package about me, brother, discussing how he wants to be the world champion, how he can beat Brett. It's like he's a little guy, just got to take him apart. See, brother, here's the thing, dude. You know, Brett Hart, man, he's about five foot eight, about one hundred eighty four pounds, dude, and, and I'm and I'm six foot eight. And, and, and 303 pounds, Venice Beach, California, dude. Uh, and I, I'm just got to take down this little guy here at at, uh, at Ford Field. I mean, Pontiac Silverdome. I mean, Palace Auburn Mc, Hills. I mean, Arena. Yeah. I mean, London Gardens. Jo, jo, Joe Lewis, dude. Uh, the Olympia the jo, man. The Joe Dirt Arena. I'm going to take him down, man. And, 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 and sound I, like Porky Pig. <laughs> no, I'm intentionally sort of, because he's getting nervous. He's getting yeah. nervous. Because he, he goofed up and he didn't say, he didn't say the right stadium. Here's the thing, man. Okay, you might think I'm not the right gate guy at the right time on the wrong network. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Bret Hart, dude, at SummerSlam. That's the actual promo, because uh, unfortunately this is a live promo, not taped. Yeah. He's wearing a Hogan shirt right now too, which makes it even better. You know what, brother? <laughs> Here's an interesting Styles clash of a match. Yeah, Ellen Jones. He was like nine, so okay. possibly. Could have been a druid for his match, because this is The Undertaker. Taking on someone I don't think he's ever faced. The model, Rick Martel. You know, I don't know if they ever did. Uh, so, why not? That's a Clash that, of styles, but take, Taker kind of opens up the offense a little bit to try to keep up with Martel. But it it goes about six minutes, and Taker, Taker wins with the usual old school, the flip clothesline, choke slam. Well, Rick Martel's got to spray him with the uh, perfume to get the scent of death off him. <laughs> God, I love that arrogance gimmick. It's oh, so yeah. great. Speaking of an arrogant guy, downtown Bruno's cutting a promo because we do have Undertaker taking on the Night Stalker 
25-year-old downtown Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno, younger than us, but looks like... Twice um, our age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And uh, Stalker's in the background, because they are at a... Uh, they're at a, you know, a cemetery. Okay. Stalker's in the, in the background, smashing all the headstones with a sledgehammer. At night. Hey. Stalking the tombstones. Stalking the tombstones. Yeah. It's almost like it makes sense. And next week on Raw... We will have a world title match. Brett the Hitman Hart, he, he's taking on Jerry the King Lawler. Ooh. Hey, I, I gave away a title match. you got to give away yeah. a title match. I, I got a book to Saturday Night Standards here. Yep. Earthquake's taking on Blake Beverly. So okay. I'm not really doing up to Saturday Night Standards. Hey, yet. I mean, we, got, we all got squash hey. matches. Uh, this might not be a squash match, but I'd like to see Jeff Jarrett taking on Bob Backlund. Okay. And Lex Luger will also be in action. In our main event, we have an eight-man tag team match. We also had a feud for a while with the uh, Smoking Guns and the Harlem Knights. They're yeah. uh, opposing teams. Teaming with the Guns. We have the Steiners teaming with the Harlem Knights. We have the Head Shrinkers. There you go. It's big time eight-man tag to end this Raw. <laughs> Heat on Bart Gun for a while. Bart, you know, decent. Bump's pretty good. Good seller. Not terrible in the ring. Yeah. You know, eventually, you know, hot, hot tag to Scott Steiner. He's running through, cleaning house, Steiner lines, suplexes. He's running the ropes, looking like he's getting ready for the Frankensteiner on uh, 5-2. But Afa's got that Singapore cane. Oh! Whap! Right in the back. 5-2 hits him with the big splash off the top rope. 1-2-3. Getting a little uh, little heat on the side. Yeah. A little heat on that tag team title match. Second week of Raw. Getting some heat on Quake as Quake squashes Blake Beverly in about four minutes. Yeah. Quake's the number one contender for the IC title. Blake Beverly's just yeah yeah they're they're not even in the they're not even in the top eight tag teams right now yeah or top four tag teams right now yeah. sorry yeah that was the main event last week yeah, yeah they didn't make it <laughs> yeah. they made it to the semi main promo <laughs> vignette for the next week's show exactly where yeah it's just you know squash Blake gets a little bit in which one is that was that was that uh, Bloom or Enos uh, we do this every time I know I can't remember which one's which I I remember if I can see them but I never I remember I never remember which one's which um. I will I will pull that up as I am stalling for time yeah. here. Well, that's fine because uh, Fuji and Yoko have a promo backstage saying uh, Yoko slipped on a wet spot. That's the only reason he lost in that sumo challenge. Blake is Enos. Bo okay, so is my, so Bo. Earthquake versus Mike Enos. Yes, which is a good match. Yeah, I it, like Enos a lot. Enos, Blaine Bloom, not so much, but I do like I do like Enos. He was he was never a star, but he could always work. He was a jo- he was a good job of the star seal. He was the perfect guy to have. Uh, Scott Hall walked out. <laughs> <on that road. laughs> yeah, and so was uh, oh uh, Rex King. Yeah, or Re- yeah, yeah, it was Rex King, wasn't it? Which he was probably going to win that match too. It went through a commercial break. <laughs> oh boy, he was probably going to win that match. They were giving him a little bit of push there as the Mauler. Yeah, well, yeah, teamed with uh, Slater. He, yep. he had a yeah. Anyways, uh, Yo Quake wins. Fuji is cutting a promo. Okay. Saying that the only reason he lost the sumo challenge last month was Yoko slipped on a wet spot. Hey. Too much condensation in the ring. Yoko being barefoot. Bobby Heenan will confirm this, too, once, yeah. once he gets back on commentary. This is true. <laughs> and uh, Luger has a squash match. He's taking on uh, Dwayne, uh, you know, Barry Hardy. Hardy's bumping around, <laughs> and Luger... Hits him with the forearm that, you know, gave Crush his concussion. Yep. So he's doing a lot of head work. So he hits him with the forearm in the back of the head off the second rope. Ooh. Just the, the little extra yep. oomph on it. And, but, and then up next, though, is a weird, like a weird vignette video. It's uh, talking about this crazy, he's like a crazy short guy, but he's just suplexing everything. Interesting. Yeah. Is he a maniac? A Hulkamaniac, possibly. He wants to be a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. It's just, it's just a weird. It's just, just you just see bodies just flying. Yeah. It's something, something weird going on. Yeah. They don't, no, no name given. Just. Yeah. It's just, just okay. a video. It's very, very like. Kind of, kind of, it cuts in like grainy, like how it like did like sepia almost. Like, like, like how you got the static on TV yeah. and then it cuts to that and static. Maybe like an orange filter over it. Yeah. Okay. Some weird tattoo on the screen. Okay. Stuff like that. And here's Mr. Perfect coming out. Got a promo on Jeff Jarrett. It is Mr. Perfect and Jeff Jarrett at SummerSlam. Perfect says, you know, he's going to send him back to Memphis where he belongs. Not in the big leagues. Down in the minor leagues. There we go. Send him back to Continental. 
<laughs> we have Jeff Jarrett taking on Bob Backlund, which I would actually I'd like this. I would like this. Backlund after about seven eight minutes, he's got the chicken wing locked in, but Jarrett's foot is underneath the rope. Backlund thinks he won it. Jarrett hooks him with the schoolboy. One two three. Ah. Oh. You can't get past these lower mid-card heels. Yeah. What are you going to do? Next week on Raw, we have Rick Steiner taking on Fatu. Macho Man's taking on Bo Beverly. Tatanka's taking on Repo Man. And Night Stalker is taking on Marty Jannetty. Ooh, okay. Former Intercontinental Former champion. champion. So that's a big test for, that's a big test for the Stalker there. Want a match at WrestleMania? Yeah, against Sean. And a yeah. two out of three in a classic. Yeah. Speaking of a classic, Brett and Lawler for the world title. Jerry stalls because it's, <laughs> it's just Memphis stuff. Yep. This was taped in Memphis, so you know you got that weird dichotomy because oh. there's a, probably USWA taping right down the road. There you go. You know, probably the same crowd. And Brett basically he's kind of dominating in between the stalls, but Lawler you know gets the heel text in the foreign object, oh. the choke with the strap, <laughs> the just the normal yeah normal stuff. But Lawler submits to the sharpshooter in about 11 minutes. Brett runs through, runs through the moves. Yep. Jared attacks with the world title after the, after the match. But here comes the Hulkster coming up to make the save. But Brett sees him with the belt. After he laid out Jarrett. Oh, so he hits Jarrett with the belt. And er, 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 Jarrett got the boot. Jarrett drops the belt. Hogan picks up the belt. Brett catches him with the belt. Oh. Thinks it was Hogan that did it because he never seen it because it was yeah. behind because he had him locked in the sharpshooter. Shoving match and shoes there ensues. Brother, Both, dude, I'll just give you the belt back, man. For now, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? Actually, you know what? Title change right now. I keep it. <laughs> he just puts the belt. Back. Yeah. He just starts posing right in front of Brett. <laughs> Brett, Brett turns around. He sees Hogan putting the belt on his waist. <laughs> Sorry, it's just just natural, brother. Dude, it's my title, man. It still has my nameplate on it, brother. It's still, still got my nameplate, dude. That's just. It's just uh, duct tape with your name on it, dude. <laughs> it just says Calgary. <laughs> Stew's son. <laughs> Stretch. <laughs> Dungeon. Oh, no. And then after the shoving match, here comes Owen and Bruce Barber Beefcake breaking everybody up. Okay. Just trying to calm the tensions down. Third week of Raw, we have a Tatanka Showcase versus the Repo Man. Wins with his... Uh, yeah, he had the small drop as a finish. Yeah. Yeah, gets that in with about five minutes, just to put himself. Native American drop though. Yeah, the wigwam bomb. Yeah, I think that's what he didn't call it. Oh jeez, of course he did. <laughs> Something stereotypical and stuff. The TP drop. <laughs> the peace pipe suplex. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. And we have a SummerSlam report. Mean Gene just running down the card. Promos from some of the participants. Yada yada yada. Hogan's in the ring though. He challenges Brett and Owen to a tag match next week. Him and Beefcake versus Brett and Owen. Ooh. Next week on Raw. We'll see if that challenge is accepted. Macho squashes Bo Beverly next. Macho gets his shit in. One, two, three after flying elbow in about four minutes. Yeah. HBK after the match, however, flies in. Super kick. Then hits the elbow on Macho. Of course he does. Just because... And then puts on the macho hat and glasses and poses. Oh. Just being just a, what a, heel. a cocky dick. And then the same vignette from last week plays, but you can hear faint whispers in the background. All it says is, survive. Just a faint whisper. Like, you can you can barely hear, hear it. Yeah. It's going to have that trained ear. And that high-fidelity Dolby Digital Audio of yeah. 1993. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't live, it was Memorex. There we go. And uh, we've got Night Stalker taking on Marty Jannetty. It's an extended squash, about seven minutes. Jannetty gets a few hope spots. Yeah, flying yeah Barry and Jannetty, no, but he's not winning. No, flying fist drop, stuff like that. But yeah. Stalker eventually uh, smashes him with a powerbomb and uh, hits that slingshot, the shoulder tackle for the win. But the pin is the cross arms. Yeah. Rubbing it right in Taker's face. Oh, yeah. And next week on Raw, the, ch- the tag champ, the tag... Challenge is accepted. Brett Nolan will take on Hogan and Beefcake. All right, dude. So here's the thing: we'll accept the challenge, man. But and this is this is on TV. But 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 Beefcake's got to go over, dude. He he gets to pin Brett, man. That was during the vignette that played for somebody else. <laughs> this is that's, that's how this got to go, dude. 
is uh, is um, Beefcake's got to get the win because, dude, next next year at WrestleMania, dude, it's gonna be Hulk Hogan versus Bruce Beefcake for the world title, man. We gotta make him strong right now, dude. Snip, snip. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, sorry, it's Starcade '94. My bad. <laughs> also, Yoko was gonna defend the Intercontinental Title against Typhoon. Okay. So could we have? The natural da- disasters explode at SummerSlam. Find out next week. Crush is back for an interview from his concussion. And in what I think is a very good match, Mr. Perfect is in action taking on Terry Taylor. Ooh, there you go. The, the wannabe Mr. Perfect. <laughs> the, allegedly, if you believe Bruce Pritchard, almost Mr. Perfect. Yeah, but it's Bruce Pritchard. Yes, so not, not taking that to the bank. Yeah. But what's going to the bank is just an absolute stiff main event of Rick Steiner and Fatu beating the absolute crap out of each other. Yeah. And I would, I'd like to see that actually to this day. Yeah. <laughs> just beating the absolute crap out of each other. But eventually it ends in a schmaz DQ finish with a little Afa. Rick's running the ropes looking for just a regular bulldog. Afa hooks the foot. Fonzie catches him, rings the bell, one, two, three. So Duggan booked this match. He was the yeah. He was the uh, the road agent. <laughs> D- Duggan was a special referee road agent <laughs> yeah. at Patterson's. <laughs> Jim Duggins. Yeah, and he gets a payday pat appearance, breaking up the brawl too. No? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, payday pat's probably on commentary. We're going old school like it's MSG. There you go. Lord Al and Pat Patterson's on commentary. Oh God, just put Duggan and Patterson on commentary. Oh God. <laughs> Duggan <laughs> and Sheik. Oh man. <laughs> Hey, that that would be quite the quite Iron Cheek's going to be the ring announcer at SummerSlam, and the the challenger. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fuck the Hulk Hogan. Iron Cheek win, baby. Iron Cheek beat Hitman Brett. Yes. Now you could you could crush up that commentary team, and I'd snort that one. <laughs> On the Jersey Turnpike. Allegedly. allegedly. Actually, not allegedly. I'm saying, well, allegedly, according to the police report. <laughs> Tell that to kayfabe. Yeah. Speaking of kayfabe, Earthquake's tag team partner getting the IC title shot. Go home show against Yoko. And this match is just big, meaty men slapping meat. There we go. Until uh, Fuji, Typhoon's getting ready for the splash. Fuji, salt in the eyes for the DQ. Saving Yoko. Yep. Quake eventually runs off Yoko and Fuji as they're putting the bare feet to Typhoon because they're not wearing boots. (laughs) Be a, you know. And uh, we can't forget about this heel, as we have in the ring, two guys, Barry Hardy and Dwayne Gill, as Muckham Singh just destroys them. Muckham's, yeah. Muckham's still around, he's lost that feud to Owen, might have something going on for him, but got to remember, he's still around. Yeah. And beating up two jobbers at once. Yeah. Speaking of jobbers, not really, Lance Cassidy and Bob Backlund are backstage. There you go. And uh, they're kind of bickering about recent troubles that have been happening, but Money Inc. walks up. I haven't seen Money Inc. in a while. Deaver's and uh, IRS been uh, working the Cindy's for a little while. There's nothing really going for them right now, but they show up on Raw and they lay down a ma- challenge for a tag team match in the near future. So we got to look forward to Money Inc. taking on Casty and Backlund here in the near future. It, what isn't a good match is a crush interview segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, concussed, worked or not, crush isn't a good promo. But he's talking about his rehab from a concussion. Getting his memory back, just trying to, just constantly focusing on the forearm, and it's just getting him yeah. enraged and enraged and enraged, and eventually, he puts the the head vice on a pineapple, like it's Lex's head, and the pineapple just there you go crushes because we're, we're in Kona for this interview. Mm. Yeah, in uh in a seven in a about seven eight minute TV match like a sprint, perfect and Terry Taylor just back fast paced back and forth. Just actually a 50-50 match because yeah. I love both guys. Both guys are really good. Yeah. But eventually, Terry Taylor is bending down for the uh, backdrop, hook, perfect plex, one, two, three. The vignette airs again. Uh, but in the echo in the background, there's something in the background that just says, beat me if you can. Just okay. slowly, it's just something's there. We don't know what something's it is yet. On. We don't know what it is yet. But what we know Any is... heart monitor going on? <laughs> That's Brett Nolan's new theme song, actually. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of heart monitors, we are to our main event. Bret Hart, The Rocket. This is the go-home, Raw? This is the go-home okay. show. 
Bret Hart and Owen Hart taking on the Hulkster and the Beefster. Yeah. It's mostly back and forth when that beefcake's in the ring. Beefcake, you know, letting them get some <laughs> shine in. But when Hogan's in the ring, Hogan's getting his shit in. <laughs> of course. Eventually, there's the, the double tag, the double tag, four-way going on. Brett clotheslines Beefcake out of the ring. Ref's trying to push Brett back to the corner. and But uh, the ref doesn't notice that Beefcake picked up the world title. And hits Owen in the back with it, leading to the big boot leg drop finish. Hogan didn't see it. He didn't see what was going on. He just yep. seen Owen staggering. Big boot, leg drop, one, two, three. Hogan goes over. Yep. Sorry, Beefcake, dude. I got to win this one, man. <laughs> you can help me win, brother. <laughs> so going into SummerSlam, we have... We'll go over the card. We have Bam Bam Big O taking on Tatanka. All the right. Steiners and the Head Shrinkers. Lex Luger and Crush. Undertaker versus the Night Stalker. We have Mr. Perfect taking on Jeff Jarrett. Yoko and Earthquake. Sean versus Macho. And Hogan and Brett for the world title. Kicking things off. We are in Detroit. So why not have the Steiners kick things off? There we go. Michigan men. Tag team titles are on the line. Taking on the Head Shrinkers. They get the heat on the Rick for a while after a, they get the double team stun gun where they actually hit the ropes, not like it's Mania 9 where he gets <laughs> a tombstone on his head where Scott gets smashed. Eventually, Rick ducks a double uh, super kick, crescent kick, whatever you want to call it. Double Steiner line. Hot tag to Scott. Eventually, 5-2 setting up for the, the big splash. Yeah. But Scott hits the crotch on the rope. And hits the Frankensteiner off the top rope for the pin in about 12 minutes. That'll do it. I a- I actually asked AI for star ratings for this from Meltzer. Oh, jeez. I changed some of them because... <laughs> they get the, the AI would have gave this one three and a half stars. Okay. I can, I can see that. Maybe down to three, but... I see it in about 12 minutes. Okay. I, I did the card, did that. I I did ask the AI oh, time and star rating. Was this chat GPT? Uh, the Snapchat one. Oh, okay. I don't like what the Snapchat one did. I didn't like some of these star ratings. Like some of the, uh, four st- that's a four-star match? No. <laughs> Second match on the card, we have Bam Bam Bigelow taking on Tatanka. This goes you know decently back and forth, about seven minutes. Tatanka will get the win catching Bam Bam after he missed the headbutt. Hits him with a Samoan drop for the clean pin. I think the chat gave this thing like three and a half stars. Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, just as good as the head shrinkers. Are nah, I, I'd go about two and a quarter. <laughs> I think I, I think two and a quarter seems fair. Yeah. You know, de- no, something pretty decent. Next up on the card, we have the Narcissus Lex Luger. He's taking on Crush. Luger's, you know, dominating with the chin locks and the head locks, the sleeper holds, you know. Gotta work it. Cutting off the blood flow to the head, working on the concussion. Smart, simple storytelling. All Elite Wrestling. Hint, hint. Mm -hmm. 25 years in the future. This is where the guy in the chainsaw runs out, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Corporal Kirshner. There you go. Crush, eventually he comes back and he's got the head vice. He's got the vice locked in. But we got the Mania 92 finish. Luger kicks off the ropes. Still got the head vice locked on. Luger goes over. One, two, three. They got the Piper Brett finish. I think the chat gave that like three stars. Nah, that's probably... Sure. That's probably about a two-star match. In about eight minutes. I'd say eight minutes. Works for that. Yeah, decent. And we have Undertaker taking on Night Stalker next. And this is just a brawl. Yeah. That's just two hosses. Just just going at it. Ref Fonzie's let he's letting a lot go. There's a little bit of crowd brawling. We got you know, harking it back. We're in Kobo, harking it back to some Sheik and Bobo here. Choking with the cords around the ringside. Eventually we get a dug and finish. We get the double DQ. Of course. It goes about ten minutes of brawling. I give about two and a half stars. So the feud continues. Feud continues. What I think is a good match that goes about 13 minutes. Mr. Perfect taking on Jeff Jarrett. Lawler is also at ringside. He's distracting Perfect, helping Jarrett stall. And it's, you know, it'd be a really good technical match. Even Jarrett 93, yeah. he was still good, and Perfect is just perfect. Perfect's perfect. However, after Perfect disposes of Lawler on the apron, Perfect 
Hits him with a punch. You hear Lala go, whoa! Fall, <laughs> fall into the does. ringside area. Because Lawler... Lawler is kind of underrated, honestly. He's good. But clean pin by Jeff Jarrett in a crucifix in about 13 minutes. Three and three quarter stars. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. Yep. It would have been four if Bob Perry would have gone over. It would have been four in Tokyo. <laughs> Been eight in Tokyo. <laughs> been fourteen in Tokyo. <laughs> Speaking of Tokyo, we have Yoko taking an earthquake for the IC title next. There we go. Um, the chat gave this thing like four stars or something. That would be a four star classic. Yeah, <laughs> if it really was in Tokyo, it's a, te- a technical st- masterpiece. This is big meaty man slap meat because it sumo style. Wrestling. The sumo, yeah, Japanese sumo <laughs> style. Yeah, Quake gets the upper hand because he's the it's lid- actually King's Road style. <laughs> Since Quake is the real sumo wrestler, after a you know the Fugis, Fuji's got the Japanese flag, flag shot by Fuji, so Yoko gets some heat. Yoko takes over, got you know classic. He had, actually hits him with the belly to belly for a strong there two you count. Go. You got the nerve holds, you got the kicks, you know. Fun big band brawl, but eventually Quake misses the sit down splash. Yoko hits a sidekick, bonsai drop in about ten minutes. About two stars. Hey, hey AI said four. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the uh, Kobo Dome. AI hey, is a fan of uh, Tenta than you are. Well, this gave it three and a half. I was like, this probably will be three and a half. I'd say about two because eh, Yoko's starting to gain a little bit of weight, so yeah. it's slow in the middle, but still be a fine match. Speaking of a fine match, our semi-main event is the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels taking on the Macho Man yeah. Randy Savage. This gets about 17 minutes. That seems pretty it, it, fair. It needs the time. And it's it's basically it's based off Steamboat Savage. Yeah. It's just kind of kind of got some callbacks to that. Just absolute, just a technical masterpiece. It's Shawn's coming out party basically, showing everybody he can go. People knew he could go. Yeah, but but can he go with a top guy? Can he go with an all-time great? Eventually, after 17 minutes, a Vegas-like character comes out of the crowd. <laughs> I knew you'd pop for that. Of course, one. Of course <laughs> I knew you'd pop for that one. Comes out of the crowd after a ref, ref bump, hits the snake eyes on Macho Man Randy Savage, but Sean just drapes the arm over for the pin. One, two, three. On the way back, as Sean's you know kind of still selling. This big guy is just carrying him back. Sean says his name. It's Big Daddy Cool. Kevin Nash. Okay. And he's here to shake up the WWF. There we go. Four and a quarter stars. I can believe that. I believe that. Our main event. This gets 22 minutes. Hogan's going a while here. Huge thing, dude, brother. I need Jimmy Hart as my manager, dude. (laughs) I know it hasn't been built on TV, dude. But, like, he should come out as my manager for this match, man. He's playing the music live, brother. How about that? No, dude, no. Like, As you're coming out to the ring, he's right behind you playing the instruments. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll play bass, dude. He can play guitar. <laughs> just like I was about to play bass for Metallica. <laughs> All right, what if we don't have Jimmy Hart? What do you have? Somebody else that starts with the J.H., James Hetfield. Dude, who's that, dude? Metallica. <laughs> what? No, dude, I'm in Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they got the Jimmy Hart name. They stole it from James Hetfield. There you go. That's why Hogan's with Jimmy Hart. They gotta have a J.H. Exactly. It all makes sense. Wait, we were in Michigan, dude. Are you talking about Jim Harbaugh? I know who he is, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was almost quarterback for Michigan football, too, dude. But then my wrestling career took off. <laughs> I was still going for Bo Schembechler, dude. Yeah, dude. I was. I was. I was. I would have. I would have been the player coach, dude. I would have won the national title, dude. Set of fish number two. All of this was on the live microphone to the, st- the audience too. Yeah. Thankfully for uh, for you, they were showing a. Uh, this wasn't a Coliseum exclusive. They were they were showing a, a Hasbro figures uh, package on pay per view, <laughs> so the, the at home audience didn't get to see this. DBS, he was buying them off all the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hogan Hogan dominates early with his power stuff. You know the the shoulder blocks, the clothesline stuff. You know, showing that he's got the power. Brett's like, okay, that strategy didn't work. He's got to change his strategy a little bit. Eventually, he goes, to, he goes to the knee. Starts working the knee, chopping the knee down with the knee strikes. Got the grapevine. Working all that. Eventually, after the second rope elbow, 
Brett goes for the pin. One, two, Hulk up. Yeah. He, he does the normal stuff, but as uh, as posing to the crowd after the big boot, Brett catches him, works it into a sharpshooter somehow. Somehow hits okay. him with, hits him with the leg sweep, working that crowd because the legs is just right there. Brett just yeah. wiggles his way around, catches him somehow, some way. Hogan never submits, however. He does get to the ropes. Gets gets the break. Go back and forth for another minute or two. Hogan gets the leg drop ready again. But Brett moves out of the way. Hooks, oh. him, with, hooks him with the O'Connor roll. Clean. 22 minutes. Brett wins. Bro, no, dude. Nobody <laughs> rolls me up, dude. Dude, no. I can't be rolled up, man. See, that doesn't count, dude. Brett was cheating, man. He looked at tights, dude. Dude, no, no, no. It was actually a two count, man. I kicked out. I kicked. I, 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 ref, what are you doing? You're handing the title. No, dude. Ref, I kicked out. Brother, please. I'm not ready to lose, dude. I'm not ready to pass the torch, dude. I got the torch. <laughs> so, I knew it all along. Wade Keller is Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is Wade Keller. Observe this, brother. <laughs> I heard his Finkel. Hogan is Keller. <laughs> After the match, here comes here comes Brutus the Barber Beefcake coming out, consoling the Hulkster. You know, calm him down. Hey, he's inconsolable. You'll get him next time. You'll get you'll get him next time. No, brother. Brother. <laughs> You just hear real American just playing really quiet in the <laughs> yeah. background, not even Brett's music. Yeah. <laughs> I am a real American. <laughs> uh, Hogan holds Brett's hand up, shows him to all, all four corners. All of a sudden, pulls him in, Axe Bomber. Yes! Hits him with the Axe Bomber clothesline. Brother, you roll me up, dude, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> I'll roll you up an Axe Bomber, brother. Yeah. As a... Uh, Beefcake and o- as uh, Beefcake's already out there, he has like a shocked look on his face. Here comes Owen as the Hulkster's going out, grabs a grabs a couple of steel chairs for some reason. As uh, Owen goes to like you know stop stop the Hulkster, you know thinking that all right, you know, maybe he's a little frustrated, you know, let the anger got the best of him. Beefcake just waylays Owen in the back yes! with the chair. Yes, he does, and that gives Brett the chance to just. Hit some juice because oh, Hogan, yeah. not not a WCW Hogan chair shot. He put some he put some steam to this chair Dude, I'm shot. I'm pissed. Took my belt. As Brett's laying bloody. Double cross me. Brett's laying bloody on the mat. Takes a leg drop. As we go home from SummerSlam, you see a bloody champion laying on the mat. Hulk Hogan. What? The hell happened? And since the Detroit crowd, they'd be cheering Owen. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be popping for the heel turn. Match gets three and a half stars. Where do we go from here? It would have been five out of one, dude. Oh, five, yeah. Five, 5.3 stars. Yeah, dude. So Hulk Hogan does not win the world title, yeah. but he snaps. Well, he got rolled up. He told him, they told him, don't nobody rolls up Hulkster, dude. And he got rolled up, so he's not happy. So we have a long build before our next pay per view, which is in November. Yeah. So you've got uh, September and October. This this heel Hogan and you had and uh, you have two pay per views in the next two pods, correct? Yes. Fall Brawl and Halloween Havoc. I have Fall Brawl, then Halloween Havoc, and then uh, then I got Survivor Series, then you got Starcade. I got Starcade. That's it. We're almost done with we're. We're getting there. We're, we're going faster through 93 than we did 97. Yeah, no kidding. We're two-thirds of the way through 1993. And it's been an interesting year on both sides. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's it. Yep. See ya. We're out of time. <laughs>